let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee. Welcome into this edition of Retirement Elevated. Thanks for hanging out here on the podcast with us as Sean and I talk about things we hear. People say lots of stuff, especially in today's world, but it doesn't necessarily mean they know what they're talking about. So we're going to do Well I Heard kind of segment here on the podcast and get into some good conversation with Sean as usual. What's going on, my friend? How are you this week? Just try not to melt, man. It's hot. <laughs> yeah, you and I were just talking about that. <laughs> it's hot. It'd be toasty. But uh, yeah. it's July. I mean, what do you expect, right? Well, it's been rec- like record-breaking heat. Yeah. And, and the boys were we were supposed to have a couple of scrimmages this week. We'd shut down baseball, but there's a team going to the Nationals, and they wanted to scrimmage us. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, they canceled because on the turf where we were going to play, it had been like 115 degrees. Yikes. Yeah, that's that's a little warm. Oh, brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah, I kind of feel like this segment, um, do you remember that Dana, Dana Carver used to do a character on Saturday Night Live, and he was like this real old guy, and uh, he said, well, back in my day, we didn't have a hair dryer. We went outside during a tornado, and, that, <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we dried our hair, right? So I kind of feel like that this uh, this could have that kind of feel to it, you know. Uh, but we're going to make this kind of more financially related instead of, uh, you know, how, how you dry your hair. But uh, anyway, you know, it's one of those things where we always hear stuff. And sometimes there's, I don't know, most times I think there's probably a nugget of truth in, in things that people say and, you know, colloquialisms. Is that how you say that? That's a big word. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. You know, so there's always like a little of something in there. But let's talk about why it may not be the best idea. Okay. Okay. So let's start with, for the financial one, the biggie, which I think is the biggie anyway that you hear all the time is, well, I heard you have to have a million dollars, you know, to retire these days. And so we push for this magical number that is completely arbitrary to me, Sean, and we'll get your take on this because depending on where you live, how you live, who you are, so on and so forth, you know, it could be less than that, could be way more than that. It's such a weird, arbitrary number, and you know, it's like, oh, I need a million dollars. Well, for what? And, and <laughs> to do the things I want to do, right? Well, and that's exactly it. I mean, you can look and you could say, well, I need a million dollars to retire in order to accomplish these income goals, right? So maybe you need fifty or sixty thousand dollars a year of income. You know, you need to, uh, you want to be able to travel. You want to do some things and. Uh, you have no pensions or uh, limited social security, whatever whatever it may be. Right, right. The ads and the and the fear mongering that goes on when it comes to you got to have this much for retirement. You got to have that much. You got to have one point six million or one million or whatever it may be. Right. Uh, that doesn't take into account like all the all the working pieces that come with building a plan. Well, did you work for the state of Utah, for example, where you have a pension, or for IHC where where they've got you've got pensions as an employee. Uh, oh yeah, because if you got pension, there's a good chance that you might not need as much as you think you do. Because between yeah. that and Social Security, you've got two sources of guaranteed income there. And it all comes down to the math problem, right? Like right. if you need sixty grand a year and you've got, you know, forty five thousand of it coming in from Social Security or and and or a pension, mm-hmm. you really only need to come up with another fifteen to twenty thousand a year. And that doesn't, that's not going to, you don't need a million dollars to do that. Right. Yeah. The difference is your shortfall, right? So what, what yeah. it is that you're going to be pulling from your nest egg to make your plan go. And, and often that's where the, I think the, 
the conversation piece comes in because a lot of it's going to also have to do with what kind of lifestyle you want in retirement and who you are as people and where you live, Sean, because, you know, you like to travel, for example. You travel quite a bit. And where you live and, and the traveling is different than where I live. And I've got, you know, I'm in the sticks. I'm in the country. My my taxes are lower than, you know, you know even my, uh, my my neighbors in, you know, in Wake County or whatever. I'm in the, you know, kind of the the smaller one, we pay, you know, a smaller amount of taxes on the property. And, you know, my wife and I don't, you know, we've, we've been building up our, our property for more of the homesteading gig, right? Right. So that's going to be a totally different animal than someone who's out doing a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. It's what do you want your life to look like? Right. You, you know, and, and if you want, if you want to spend a lot of money, you have to have more money. Exactly. Exactly. So the 1 million, that might not do it, right? It might be two. You know, and there's nothing wrong with any. No matter who you are, we're not we're not doing the homesteading thing because we don't have enough money to retire. We're not there yet. We're getting close, but it's simply because that's who we are as people, right? So you've got to factor right. that in. Well, and I look at I get questions a lot. Hey, Sean, how are we doing? How are we in comparison to other people? Well, that's another question. I'm like, you know what? Does it? It really does, doesn't. Does it matter? matter. <laughs> right. And, you know, you're. Uh, and I use my mom as an example. She was a single lady. Mm-hmm. Um, she raised two kids. She moved from Wyoming back to Massachusetts, where she's from, and and then she she taught twenty years as a teacher in Massachusetts. She's making more money in retirement off pensions and social securities than she ever thought she she would. And now she's at at the point where she saved a good chunk of cash mm-hmm. between her and my stepdad. They're not using any of it. Nice. So for her math problem, did I save enough? Uh, yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah. Does it matter if, if you have the same nest egg as the guy down the road because you've got more money coming in each and every month from your secure income sources right. than maybe that guy? Yeah. So it, it's all relative, and, and it comes down to what does my math problem need? What's my surplus of, of income? Or you know what income do I need to come up with? And then what have I saved to accomplish that that goal? Matt, retirement planning is really that simple. Yeah. And, and I think for people that are trying to push for the million dollars, and again, you know, let's say they're like, oh, I'm the, you know, it's a million dollars. I'm never going to get there. I'm so far away. So therefore, I can never retire. And unless you go in and find out what it is that you need to make happen, you, you could be working way longer than you need to. Because what if you go in, you're pushing for the million, you find out that, you know, 700,000 gets it done and you're, you know, at 600,000, you know what I mean? Or something like that. You're, you're closer than you realized or whatever. So it's all right. about running the plan and getting a math, you know, getting the math solved, as Sean said. Uh, so don't just go with the well I heard. So let's go on to a couple more here. Okay. Well, I heard number two. Well, I heard you should start taking Social Security as soon as you can, you know, because they're going to go broke. They're going to go bankrupt, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, our largest voter pool in America collects Social Security. And so the, the, the reality of Social Security going broke or the chances of that happening, are, in my opinion, are pretty slim. There's, you know, that's, that's another fear-mongering financial marketing on the radio that, uh, you know, you gotta, gotta do this and that. You gotta maximize social security. You gotta do this. Like social security is a math problem. It's, it's that, it's that simple. Uh-huh. And once again, if you're going to retire at 62, do you want to leverage your money or social security to complement your income? So if, if I take social security at 62, yes, I'm taking out less each month, but let's say that at 62, I get $2,000 a month and at, 
66 or full retirement age, you get three th- or 2,500. Well, if you retire at 62, you have to come up with $2,000 a month somehow, some way. Or you can use the government's money and not spend as much of your money and keep more of your money in your pocket. And so when we look at Social Security, there there will be a mathematical point in time where it makes the most sense to take it. Sometimes it makes sense to take it early. Sometimes it makes sense to take it a little later. If you're married, one spouse taking it one year, the other spouse taking another year, that may that may make sense. Yeah, true. You know, and, and with the whole, you know, that Social Security conversation, it's like if you need the money and you want to turn it on early, that's the biggest reason to turn it on early because you flat out need it, right? Because it needs to happen in order for your plan to go or whatever it is that you need to get done. But without a strategy, just turning it on because, well, the government knows me or I fed into it or it's going to go broke, you could be costing yourself a ton of extra money there. So just be careful, run those numbers, get a plan in place, and don't just assume because we're here. Because again, you know, we all know if it bleeds, it leads, and and that's the you know that's the way they're going to stay. And, and we know that they're more than likely going to fix or make changes to Social Security. They're just going to wait till the absolute last second to right. do it. Um, and I think many people would, and, and I think many economists and uh, financial professionals, Sean, agree that. Changes are coming for sure in that, but probably people fifty and over, or at least fifty-five and over currently, will probably not have anything changed. You know, they're no. going to be grandfathered in. So no, and don't listen to, you know, Jane down the street that you were hanging out with over dinner because she's usually not the foremost expert on social security. Yeah, and Jane's a cool chick, right? Just yeah, she's <laughs> she's great. She's fun to ha- hang out with and have dinner. But yeah, I would take social security or advice from her exactly uh all right i got a fun one here let's do another one here i love i love these ads uh you know uh right now we've got all these problems going on devaluation and money they're printing money blah 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 they're killing the so the kind of well i heard that the dollar isn't going to be worth anything anymore uh, and i should go to gold right i love this one because we just don't you know that's that's a good hedge right and it's like this cracks me up when you see those gold commercials they always you know buy gold because the economy's going terrible and the dollar's dropping in value and in 10 years it'll be worth half or whatever how do they want you to pay for that gold sean with cash dollars <laughs> exactly right so it always cracks me up so i don't know what's your thought on this uh well i heard the, the, the dollar's going to the tank so i should go to gold i mean sure like <laughs> Like the 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 gold reserve currency, like gold. I mean, if you think of, like think about it, gold is it's not, it's a not liquid a, asset. It's not been a good investment, really. If you go look it at the historical number over the last twenty years, I think it's about in the same spot it was twenty years ago. Oh, and by the way, it doesn't pay dividends. It doesn't reinvest itself. It just sits there. Yeah. And uh, what's the old joke, right? I mean, are you really going to shave off a chunk of gold to go down and try to get some bread? Right, you know, you know. I'm going to sell my gold coins, and yeah, and you got you got to sell your gold coins to get cash. So there's a lot of interesting stuff that comes out in the media, and and gold is one of them. You know, I get a lot of questions about the U.S. not being the reserve currency anymore. Uh, we did a, you know, Mike Sorrentino, our, our chief investment officer, uh-huh. did a, a, a write up about the reserve currency, and it's the reality of it is, like, people are worried about China not even in the realm of a possibility right now. The US currency is the reserve currency for like 85%, you know, 90% of the countries in the world. Right. China is at like 4%. Uh, a lot of things are going to have to change in order for that to happen. Mm-hmm. But you know, I mean the world runs off of the US dollar. I mean that's just kind of the reality of it right now. We're the only economy that can 
continues to flourish and grow and build and give our our citizens the opportunity to create businesses. Yeah, even with all of our other faults and stuff going on, right? Right, exactly. right. So I, I mean, it's control. We can control, and I can go to the media right when I'm done with this podcast and I can find an article that's positive on the economy. I can find an article that's negative and spin it any way I want. Well, you know, so as a, as precious metals, as an investment piece of your portfolio, uh, some advisors are completely against it. Some are fine with it, but in moderation, like anything else. Okay. I really want to have gold. It makes me feel better. Okay, fine. But let's not do more than, you know, I don't know, 5% of your overall portfolio or, you know, 10, something like that at max. Right. Right. I mean, I like steak, but I'm, I probably shouldn't eat it for every meal. <laughs> you got you got cows in your portfolio. You, you know, like I, I should. I, I, it's like a diet, right? I'm not going to have too yeah. much of one thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You ever play Trivial Pursuit? Remember that game? Yeah. Uh, it's in in the 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 the, uh, the playing pieces was a was a circle, right? With a with a bunch of pie wedges. And you had to collect the different colored pie wedges when you answered the questions correctly in order to, you know, go to the home thing and win the game. And so I thought that's a great analogy for, for a financial plan. You got a bunch of different pie wedges. You got to get the right, you know, you got to get some different pieces of the pie, get them put in there, and then off you go, right? So no matter what it is, you got to make sure that you're. Uh, getting a well-balanced strategy put in place and not just doing the well-I-heard thing. And you could apply this to tons of stuff, right? We could do one more real fast, which is it's not right now, but it's always you know, looming, Sean, which is the, well, I heard the market's going to tank any day, you know, or they, things aren't looking good or, or tech just had a bad, you know, bad couple of days. So the market's getting ready to crash. So what, you know, I, I should get all my money out now. Right. And that you could, you could use this probably six or seven times a year. This people start right. feeling like this. Well, the people that, that don't get concerned have clarity. I mean, that, so, I mean, I just got a call this morning, you know, from, from a family that's considering working with our, with our team. And, uh-huh. and that was, well, I heard the markets are going to correct. So we got to get out. I'm like, why? Like, once you have clarity in your plan, then your plan is going to be structured exactly how you want it to be. And you never have to get out of the markets if you don't choose to. And you got to stay in anyway to some degree, right? We really, I mean, you got to keep up with inflation, and it's still the best place to do that. Well, and it comes back to how do you want to create income? You know, do you want to create income protected using protected money or market based money or a combination? Mm-hmm. You know, once you can really answer that question and you know how you're going to drive income in retirement mm-hmm. and you're comfortable with it and you, you're, you feel good and you understand how it's going to work mm-hmm. all these ups and downs of the market are are less concerning than if you don't have clarity well to your point and to kind of wrap up this whole thing so while we were chatting i went ahead and just went to marketwatch.com and the main thing right on the page is and we were talking about the heat as well right so it's a picture of a person standing next to a sign that's 133 degrees and it says the s&p is hot the nasdaq is even hotter how yep. traders are bracing for a pullback. <laughs> yep. Right? So it's, you know, and then the bullet points right below are why stocks could get a boom from the falling U.S. dollar. Uh, Jamie Dimon says U.S. consumers are in good shape, even though the evidence says he's wrong, right? So it's like everything is like counter counteractive right in the same sentence, right? You're in the same headline. It's like it's up and down at the same time. Right. So. We all know the news is, you know, that tries to stay as sensationalistic as possible. Uh, so just be careful. Do yourself a favor. Have a strategy. Have a plan in place. Uh, and that way, no matter what you heard, 
you don't necessarily have to let it keep you up at night, right? You can have conversations. You can go down to Jane's and have a good chat about whether Social Security is collapsing or not, but you don't have to panic during that conversation if you know you've got a good strategy in place. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. So get yourself on the calendar. Come in and talk with Sean and the team at Elevated Retirement Group. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast or share it with others who might benefit from the content. You can find it at their website at elevatemyretirement.com. That's elevatemyretirement.com. And uh, you can also find it just by typing in Retirement Elevated on Apple, Google, or Spotify. Sean, thanks for hanging out, buddy. I'll see you next time. Awesome. Thanks, man. All right. Have a good week. Don't melt. And we'll catch you a little later on here on the podcast. This has been Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisors.